everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. We're so glad to have you with us. I'm your host, Ron Tyson. We're also thankful that we have now crossed the 600 download mark for this podcast. So all of you who have been following us on this journey, we appreciate you going along with us and listening to our podcast every week. Just a little bit about how our podcast works. Each week, I provide five messages that are designed to provoke thought, inspire the heart, and feed the soul. And I also try to group these messages into themes this week. And this particular week is the second in a series of taking care of others. So thank you so much for joining us today. And let's get on with the podcast. One of the beautiful things about our world is that we're all very different and each bring a unique perspective and outlook on life. Unfortunately, we've become a society where it isn't okay to be different, and we're often attacked for our beliefs or the way we choose to live our lives. It happens in every community across the country, and it doesn't say a lot for how we've evolved. Race, gender, religion, sex, or any other category were blind to us as we were to look at each human being for who they were. We were taught that every person has equal value and that our beliefs were just that, ours, and should never be forced onto someone else. We knew to do right by people, be good to people, and let people live their lives and accept people for who they are. Our world today has become a much different place. We aren't allowed to express our views without being attacked. We aren't allowed to live our own lives without judgment from others. And we're constantly asked to conform to what others want us to be rather than just allowing us to be who we are. The stress that puts on us as individuals, especially those who have a great need to be a part of the mass, is incredible, and it often leads to unfortunate consequences. My philosophy has always been, who cares? As long as you aren't physically or emotionally hurting someone, how you live your life is just that. I never understood people's need to attempt to force others to their way of thinking. I always try to hear both sides, whether I agree with them or not. My guess is, if we spend less time focusing on what others are doing and spent more time getting right with our own lives, there will be a lot less time for intolerance to develop. Several years ago, I wrote a post on my personal Facebook page that I thought was appropriate to this topic, and I wanted to share it with you. And this is not a political statement. It's a life statement and just my mantra that I try to live by each and every day. I don't accept labels placed on people. We are human beings. I don't buy into rhetoric. I believe in facts. I don't hate those that hate. I wish for them a better life. I don't love differently. I love with my heart. I don't hurt differently. I feel the same pain. I don't choose to be afraid. I choose to live. I don't live differently. I live to make another day. And I don't hate being different. I embrace it. I don't fear life. I live it. We are often too quick to make judgment. We don't even know the person that we're judging. Wouldn't the world be a much better place if we all just got along? Children are not born being intolerant. They learn it. Adults aren't forced to be intolerant. They choose to remain that way. My hope is for a better world where everyone is accepted and celebrated for who they are, and I have to believe that that can happen. I do believe it can happen if we all try just a little harder. As an aging society, there's a lot of focus being placed on the fact that our senior population is going to get much larger as the baby boomer generations move into their later years. Being one of those people, I have a keen focus on that particular issue. Unfortunately, there are some that will be faced with the added responsibility of becoming caregivers, 
especially as we continue to deal with such a rising rate of Alzheimer's and dementia, not to mention other debilitating diseases. There's so much time spent on caring for those afflicted with these terrible diseases that sometimes the very people that we lose sight of are the caregivers themselves. Anyone who hasn't experienced that responsibility firsthand or had a parent or friend that has had to shoulder that responsibility may not quite understand exactly the toll that it takes on the caregiver themselves. My grandmother lived with my parents for over 30 years. It was in the last five years of her life that she developed dementia. She started showing signs much earlier. We just didn't recognize them. My mom was determined to take care of her until the end, and when she kept trying to run away, my mom slept on the floor at the foot of her bed every night to ensure that she stayed safe. She was with her constantly to make sure that she was cared for. It was only when she became combative and became a danger to herself and others that the family and the doctor had to make a decision that every family dreads to put her into care. Even then, my mom and dad were there every day, made sure she was clean, had a decorated room, and all the comforts of home. My mom always says, we do what we have to do. A year and a half after my grandmother passed, the family would do it all over again for my mom's younger brother, who passed very quickly from dementia as well, near 70 years old. He was not in a community close to home, so trips out of town were added to the routine. Once again, my mom said, we do what we have to do. I have friends that used to be available to go out to dinner on a moment's notice that now work their regular jobs and spend evenings and weekends taking care of their elderly parent. I spent seven years of my relationship alone every other weekend so that my significant other could go down and take care of a father with Parkinson's so the sister could get a break from taking care of him all week. We did that because we do what we have to do. Caregivers are the unsung heroes in these situations. The devotion and love that they show is unmeasurable. The pieces of life that they give up so that others can be cared for and the unselfish way in which they do it are one of the beautiful things in life that rarely gets celebrated. They often run themselves into the ground, sometimes to the detriment of their own health so that others can be cared for. People may look up to sports stars, movie stars, or others in the entertainment world as their heroes, but these are my heroes. These are the people that give so that others can have. These are the people that show true love, compassion and dedication even though they are dealt a hand that they didn't ask for. These are the people that do what we have to do and today I salute them and thank them for showing humanity what it's all about. In one of my previous messages I shared with you the story of the man that I encountered at Publix that was asking for money for the bus. That experience got me to thinking about other similar situations I've found myself in over the years and how that shaped how I handle them. We encounter people all the time asking for money on the streets. It is an unfortunate situation that we have to deal with as a society, especially one that over the years didn't have a great focus on mental health and homelessness. There are times that I walk right by people without even acknowledging, and there are other times that I feel compelled for some reason to act on my intuition and give at that moment. There was one moment years ago when I lived in New Jersey that stands out for me and put me at a crossroads as to whether or not I would become jaded about future similar encounters. I often spent time in New York City, and anyone familiar with New York knows that it's impossible to wander the streets there and not encounter someone asking for money at some point. This one particular night, it was later in the evening, and I was walking down 7th Avenue on my way from dinner back to the hotel. When in New York, I usually keep my head down, try and blend in like a local, and just go about my business. 
Sometimes that means you aren't exactly paying attention to where you're going. It's very easy to bump into people along the way. That is exactly what happened to me this particular night. As I walked down the street, a man approached me from the other direction. He was carrying food in a styrofoam container. I didn't see him initially until our elbows collided and his food went flying all over the sidewalk. He was very disheveled and said to me, Oh man, someone just gave me this food and now it's ruined. This was my meal for the night. Well, needless to say, I felt horrible. I apologized. I took $20 out of my pocket and handed it to him and asked him to please go and buy himself something to eat. He took it gladly and oddly enough didn't even say thank you. And as I turned to walk away, I noticed him scooping up all the food off the sidewalk back into his container and he continued on as I did. For some reason as I was walking, I turned back to see if he was going into one of the fast food places on the street and you can guess what I saw. Yes, he had run into another person on the street, pulling the same con, playing on their emotion to get even more money. My initial reaction was to go after him, but I was in New York City and that wasn't going to happen. My second thought was that I was done. I had been had and my giving days were over. But the more I thought about it, the more my grandmother was in my head. I could have allowed that moment to make me jaded to the point that I could ignore all future people that may be in need. However, what I realized was that it wasn't worth losing my humanity over $20. If we let those who take from us in those situations prevent us from showing the compassion that is inside us, then they win and many others lose. People have made comments to me in the program like, great, just what we seniors need is more junk in our mail, or don't give out your address as they'll just try it and steal from you. Those are actual comments posted on our Facebook page. If we allow those people to make us jaded, then what happens to the thousands that we support that would lose out? Although we have a responsibility to not put ourselves in situations where we can be taken advantage of, when you are open to human nature, it's going to happen. It is how we deal with those situations that make and mold us into the very people we are. I have no regrets that I chose the path I did that night. While I may be more careful, he may have gotten my $20. He certainly didn't get my humanity. For that, I am grateful, and I still get to be the person that I want to be. This next message came from a quote that I saw that said, One of the most beautiful things we can do is to help one another. Kindness doesn't cost a thing. Have you ever been out and about and had that moment where someone held the door open for you, let you go first in line, or let you pull out in front of them on the highway? Even better, you're sitting in line at the local coffee shop and you get to the window and are told that someone in front of you paid for your order. It tends to release a set of endorphins that make us smile and often gives us a good feeling for the rest of the day. Likewise, when we do something special like that for someone else, that same wonderful feeling seems to come over us. When you think about it, not one of those things I mentioned hardly cost anything, yet the value the act brings is priceless. Finding an opportunity in the day to bring a little kindness to someone else doesn't take a lot of effort, but the dividends it pays to our psyche and soul are something that money could never buy. Throughout the course of the Bring Smiles to Seniors program, I have encountered some of the kindest people on the planet, people who share their talent and creativity freely, people who have given up their time and resources to help seniors smile, people who have taken the time to write us beautiful notes and words of encouragement, and finally, people who know and practice kindness as an integral part of their everyday living. We have seen humanity at its finest, and that has made us smile. I believe that we're all born with the kindness gene. 
The ability to grow and nurture it lies totally within our hands. Sometimes it's our life experiences that drive us to be a more kinder person, and often it's how we are raised and taught that makes us kinder people. Alternatively, some people reject kindness because of the bitterness caused by unfortunate life experiences. Others can't seem to shake the selfish gene to learn to put others first. When you encounter people who live their lives in kindness, it's very easy to spot, and they tend to put off a light that makes them someone that you just want to be around. Heaven knows that the world could use a little more kindness these days. So as you're out and about during your day today, look for that one opportunity to share a little of your kindness with someone. Who knows, they just might show a little kindness right back. For this final message, recently when I was visiting my mom, I got to go to church with her and hear the new pastor's sermon. And this particular day, it was about love and whether we actually put the work into making love meaningful or if it's just a word that we routinely use. And this got me to thinking. We use the word love often throughout the day. There are many things that we can say that we love. Children, family, food, travel, and a myriad of other things. But when the words I love you come across our lips, do we really mean what we say? It's very easy to say the words. Anyone can say them. However, putting the work into what is required to make those words meaningful is the key to making them real. Generally, it's pretty easy to tell when someone is saying I love you just because it's what they feel they are supposed to do. It's a requirement of a relationship. It's a response to something that's been said. It's even a way to get themselves out of a situation that should have never happened in the first place. But to truly believe the words are real requires actions that go far beyond the mere utterance of the words. Loving involves caring, compassion, understanding, compromise, and dedication. It's almost as if you never have to utter the words for someone to understand that the love is real. However, saying the words provides a nice validation that what we think is real is backed up by something that we're able to actually acknowledge by saying it. One of the greatest gifts of life is the ability to love, and even more so the ability to be loved. If we are used to bad relationships, It isn't that easy once you find true love to just let that love in. You have to respect it, believe it, and then let it into your heart. And when we're able to do that, it's a beautiful thing. When we are able to say I love you and the person on the receiving end has no doubt because of our actions, that is the most beautiful thing of all. And there you have it, another episode of Mornings with Ron. I hope you enjoyed our episode this week about taking care of others. We appreciate you being on this journey with us. Look for another episode to come out uh, the middle of next week. And as you go out into this great big world of ours, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles.